Welcome to the Studies in Proverbs podcast, produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. This is taken from a video series you can find on our website, heartcrymissionary.com. HeartCry is a missionary society founded by Paul Washer. The goal of our ministry is to glorify God and bring the greatest possible good to humankind through the preaching of the gospel and the establishment of biblical churches throughout the world. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society. Well, here we go again, another study uh, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 2. And in our last session, we looked at verses 1 and 2. But uh, before we go on to 3, there was something that caught my eye um, right before we started this, uh, this filming. And I wanted to take a quick look at it. But before we do, let's, uh, let's read chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. You say, Brother Paul, you read the whole text every time. Uh, yes, I do. And here's why. Uh, that text is more important than anything I have to say about it. And so if we keep reading this text several times, you're going to gain a lot from it. And you need to learn to listen to the reading of the scriptures. Uh, that's what we do in church every Sunday. There is a public uh, reading of scripture. Sometimes it's a chapter, two chapters. And we want to teach our people, teach our children to listen, to listen. Okay, Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 1. My son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding. For if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice. And he preserves the way of his godly ones. Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity in every good course. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will guard you. Understanding will watch over you. There's a lot of promises there, a lot of promises. But remember, we're talking about conditions. In this case, God's giving us some conditions. These promises will become greater and greater realities in our life to the degree that we study his word and we cry out uh, for his help. So let's do that now. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for your patience, for bringing us into fellowship with you. Lord, I pray, please give the gift of the fear of the Lord, of a deep and abiding reverence for you to these young people who are listening to this video. Please, Lord, in this world of confusion and a world that seems to know nothing of reason or logic or morality or truth. Set their feet, Lord, on the solid rock. Help them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, we were talking uh, before we, right before we finished the last video, we were talking about how the commandments are not just God 
telling us what to do and what not to do. But within those commandments is found great wisdom that not only protects us from evil, but it also, well, it, it will prosper us. And there's a passage that came to mind. I looked it up. It's Psalms 119.98. And it says, Your commandments make me wiser than my enemies. And, and here again, we can see that within those commands, there's great wisdom. And that wisdom benefits us. The commands of God are given to us for our benefit. I am so tired of hearing so many even preachers that talk about God's law as though it were something negative, something bad. God's law is never negative. It's never bad. It is always good, righteous, and holy. The problem is with the misuse of the law. When someone tries to gain a right standing before God by keeping the law, then it becomes something, well, it's, it's, it's a task, it's a, it's a slave master. Uh, you cannot obey the law for righteousness. You cannot gain a right standing before God through the law. The only one who ever did that was Jesus Christ, our Lord, and he did it on our behalf. And then he died under the penalties that we deserve for breaking the law. So salvation is by faith. But once we're secure in the unconditional love of God, the grace of God, we can go back to the commandments of God and use them appropriately. We can use them in a way that protects us and blesses us. And I, I want us to just let's look at Psalms 119 for a moment because it'll help you. And remember, my goal, um, my goal is to finish Proverbs before I die, but uh, or before you're 60. But at the same time, our goal is to learn. It's, it's not to make it through some curriculum, is it? OK, uh, look at look at Psalms 119. And look at, uh, first of all, let, let me show you how practical the commandments of God are. Uh, look at verse 95, Psalms 119, verse 95. David says, the wicked wait for me to destroy me. I mean, if there was a time not to study your Bible, it would seem, is the, the wicked are closing in on you and, and they want to hurt you really, really bad. But look at David says, the wicked wait for me to destroy me. I shall diligently consider your testimonies. Does that seem unusual to you? You know, you, you've got a whole army outside that want to destroy you. I would think you would be running around frantically. And David said, I'm going to consider your testimonies. And what he's talking about, I'm going to consider the historical account of your faithfulness, of your power, of your greatness. And that's going to calm my heart, trusting in you, but also responding correctly to this situation, not frantically, not going out in my own strength or my own power. Maybe David is thinking, you know, I didn't kill Goliath by myself. I'm not going to take care of this army. Every every saint, every patriarch, everyone David may be thinking prior to me who did not trust in the Lord was defeated and everyone who trusted in the Lord. Well, it came out OK. So so see, you see how practical this is. You know, some people say today, young person is very popular. You know, they're so heavenly minded. They're no earthly good. Uh, that is really just mark this down. This is a dumb statement. It's a dumb statement. 
Now, there are super spiritual people who are no earthly good. But biblical people who are heavenly minded, they are earthly good. As a matter of fact, we can use the that saying and turn it around. There are people that are so earthly minded that they're no heavenly good. Do you know some of the greatest things that have ever been done on this planet? Not just the building of churches, but the building of schools and orphanages and hospitals have been done by those men and women who had a great faith in God and also a sound knowledge of the scriptures. So now he says, look at verse 97. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Now, you and I can say that we love God's law, but the proof of it is the way we respond to God's law. If we ignore it all day long, maybe we don't love it as much as we think. Maybe if there are other things of this earth that are constantly filling our mind, then we're, well, we're not loving God's law. And we're not thinking about eternity, but we're thinking about temporal things and we're loving things of this earth. And that can be very, very dangerous. So be very humble, careful when you say, oh, how I love the law of God, because someone might just say to you, prove it. Demonstrate how you love the law of God. Verse 98, your commandments make me wiser than my enemies. You know, um, wisdom can be used uh, in the scriptures. The Hebrew word for wisdom can be used in the scriptures both in a negative way and a positive way. There was a sense in which Satan was very wise, clever, crafty. But wisdom is also something very positive and wholesome and full of integrity and, and helpfulness. And here we see that it's very, very practical that evil people are not necessarily wise. And in time, they will be molded, manipulated and moved by their evil passions instead of by wisdom. And in time, it will lead to self-destruction. So um, a godly person is not a simpleton and a simpleton is not a godly person. If we study God's law, which is a revelation of God's mind, if we study God's word from Genesis to Revelation, we will cultivate the mind of Christ and we will be wise, not just in the church, but in every situation. Now, he says, um, your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever mine. Now, look at, at verse 97. The law was his meditation all the day. And the commandments of God were forever his. There was this idea. Remember what we studied in the last lesson? There's this idea of he received God's commands. He received God's wisdom. He, he took, took it to heart. He treasured it. He made it his own. And it began to change him, transform him. It, it's almost where it becomes a part of yourself. Uh, if you're learning to... Uh, to do karate or wrestling or uh, boxing, um, the teacher will oftentimes make you do one movement, like something like this or uh, some kind of a block over and over and over and over again. And you think, oh, I, this is not what I thought it was going to be. It is so boring. But then one day he throws a punch at you and automatically your hand moves in that direction and you block the punch. You see, it becomes a part of you. It becomes a habit. When I'm teaching someone to shoot a longbow, it's the same thing. Eventually, they're not thinking anymore. 
it's become a part of them. It's become a habit to them. And so their elbow, their fingers, their both their hands, their eyes, everything, their, even their feet and their shoulders are all doing what they're supposed to do because they've practiced it. It's become a part of them. Okay? It's the same way. The, these commands, it wasn't just something David read, but, but it was something that he meditated on and became a part of him. And here's something that else is very important, and I've seen this in my own life. Um, you know, when things are going really, really well around here, I read the Bible for enjoyment, for fun, to learn, to cultivate the mind of Christ. But when things get really tough, there's problems, there's warfare, there's all kinds of things going on. I read the Bible desperately looking for an answer, needing comfort. And that's kind of the way David's life was. I mean, if you look at it, it was filled with a lot of battles, a lot of trials and a lot of problems. And it was that that drove him to the word of God. But we should just listen. Remember what I said? You can you can uh, live and learn or you can learn and live. And we shouldn't wait for hard times to drive us to the word of God. We should go to the word of God on our own because it's wise, because it's necessary and to honor God above all. Now, he says. Um, verse ninety nine. Now, he was talking about his enemies. Now he says, I have more insight than all my teachers for your testimonies are my meditation. Now, young person, don't don't start, you know, don't start going through this study and maybe reading a chapter a day somewhere in the Bible and then think in a month you're wiser than all your teachers. And um, also, please, as you're studying the Bible and, and your mom and dad tell you to do something, you know, don't always respond by saying, where is that in scripture? Because that's going to get you in a whole lot of trouble and it's going to demonstrate a spirit of pride and rebellion. But there is truth to this in time, not in a week, not in a month, not even in a year, but in time, the scriptures will make you wise, even wiser than your teachers. Um, I know a lot of people who have a great deal of information in their head about all sorts of disciplines. But um, they're foolish in their behavior. But a person who will study the word of God will be wise, will have practical knowledge, but more importantly, will have a character transformed uh, that's more and more like the like the person of Christ. And they will naturally do the right thing. Now, he says, I have more insight than all my teachers for your testimonies are my meditation. Now, let's go back again and look at something. This is very important. Look. I love your law, 97. It's my meditation all day. Your commandments make me wise for they are ever mine. My meditation all day. They are forever mine. And then verse 99, I have more insight than all my teachers for your testimonies are my meditation. You see, he's not talking about just, okay, he picked up a Bible and read it once. He's talking about this thing has become a part of his life. And then he'll go on. I understand more than the aged because I have observed your precepts. Now, here's something uh, you learn God's commands, not just by reading them, memorizing them or meditating upon them. You also learn them by doing them. I could uh, sit here with a video and uh, let me give you an example. Um, here we go. Here's a here's a primitive longbow. 
Okay, now I could sit here and I could uh, tell you how to shoot this thing. I could tell you how to string it, which is not very easy. And I could tell you how to put an arrow on it. And I can tell you how to stand and how your shoulders should be, how your fingers should be. I could tell you everything and we could go over it and over it and over it. But until you actually pick this thing up, put it in your hand and start going through all those motions with me guiding you and doing it day after day after day until you do that, you're not going to shoot this thing very well because it, it's difficult to shoot. Well, it, it's the same way in the scriptures, young people, and, and you need to understand that. We learn the scriptures by doing them. And, and as you as you do them, you begin to see, oh, this is how that applies. or This is how this functions. Or, man, I was I, I was too strict here. I was too compromising here. Um, do you see? And so, you know, David did have more insight than his teachers. David was wiser than many people who were much older than him. For example, there's elders in my church and I'm older than all of them but I go to them for counsel. So he, he meditated all the day. Verse 97, the commandments were his. They became a part of him. Again, in 99, his, God's testimonies were his meditation. And a hun, in, in verse 100, he observed the precepts. He observed what he studied. And you and I, um, we must do the same. And uh, it's very important, very, very important. And again, look, uh, you want to be an athlete? You want to be an Olympic athlete? They usually start at about six years old. And their whole life is tr different. It, it changes that moment when they realize they want to become an Olympic athlete. They eat differently than everyone else. Um, they get up earlier than everyone else. Um, they don't have as much free time as everyone else. They're devoted and devoted and devoted to training, 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 training until their discipline becomes a part of them. And they're doing it when they don't even realize they're doing it. And look, they do this for 20 years or so to get a medal that will perish. Now, I don't want to take anything away from it. It's amazing to be an Olympic athlete. But if they can give such devotion to things that are temporal, how much more should you and I give ourselves to that which is eternal? Knowing God, believing God unto salvation through his son, Jesus Christ, and then being conformed to the image of God through the study of his word. And as we're going to see in our next study through prayer. So two columns here, always two columns, the word of God and prayer. The word of God and prayer. All right. Well, um, I guess in this time, you know, maybe one day you'll have to come by and I'll teach you how to shoot one of these things. But uh, until then, may God bless you. And I look forward to seeing you in the next study. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Studies in Proverbs podcast produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about Park Cry Missionary Society.